Welcome back to the Bigger and Hunters podcast. You're a host, Hunter Dietl. I need you to do me a little favor if you do that for me. Jump on over and uh, hit subscribe and then rate and review our podcast. It makes a big difference in getting our podcast out there. So if you love this podcast, make sure to do that for me. Uh, second of all, if you want to join the community, love to connect with people, uh, talk about turkey hunting, like this podcast, we'll get there, or uh, some other things that maybe just go on during the summer. Love to love to see you there and chat with you there. So jump over to Facebook, Bigger Hunters Podcast Fans Forums. That'd be great. Jumping them into uh, today's episode, I sit down with Jeremy and Dane. Jeremy, obviously, on the podcast. Dane's a good buddy. He hasn't been on the podcast, but I've talked to talked about him several times. Uh, he's a good buddy of the group, and we goose hunt, duck hunt, now turkey hunt. We kind of walk through our experiences of turkey hunting. We talk about turkey hunting this year, the weather, how it affected things. Uh, Jeremy's much more of a turkey hunting than that, turkey hunter than I am, so he's got some pretty cool experiences that uh, and some things that he faced this year and was able to overcome and uh, has a successful turkey season. So you guys don't want to miss this episode. It's a fun one. Uh, today, our episode is brought to you by Faithful Images. Uh, that is a photography business, actually my wife. So if you like Shay and her, her on the podcast, you're going to love her as a photographer. She does uh, anything from portraits, uh, family portraits, graduation stuff, senior photos, and wedding photos. We actually have a we're doing wedding photography here on Sunday for a buddy of mine. Really looking forward to it. We have a great time. We're really about uh, serving the image of God through our photography and our our images. So jump over to faithfulimages.org. You can see some of the stuff we've done. Or if you want to check out our social media, she's got Instagram and Facebook. Uh, DM us there, or there's a contact page on faithfulimages.org. So Love to connect with you and do some photos for you. So, all right, everybody, let's jump in the podcast. Welcome back to the Bigger and Hunters podcast. Your host Hunter Idol and my co-host Jeremy. What up, dude? This year or this this year, this podcast can be about our turkey rehab or rehab recap. Sorry, I started with some moonshine, so my <laughs> slur may just get a little worse as we go along here. Uh, it is what it is. <laughs> but uh, today we're going to be talking about turkey hunting. All the things that went down during turkey season. Overall, I'd say turkey season was good, but it was demanding. That's the way I would put it. Demanding. As in it was kind of rough-ish. <laughs> well, yeah, the three times you went? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was promised a band, double band I, of turkey. I, uh, d- <laughs> I did, I did hear you say that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, and then uh, I didn't introduce him yet. It's the man, the myth, the legend. The legend. Dane. <laughs> uh, you guys have heard here. 
How you doing, Dane? I should ask you. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? You got to move it a little closer. Sorry, buddy. Yes, I know. You you just Good. How are you doing? That's better. Okay. Now we can hear you. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Dane, obviously, is part of the hunting group. Jared, Dane, and I was kind of the original OG gang, and then Jeremy came in, kinda and now we all kind of hang out together. Slid into the group. Yeah. Slid into the DMs. Now he's here. But uh, got into turkey season. So, Jeremy, you're the turkey man. I'm going to let you take it I'm off. I'm a turkey man? Yeah, the turkey man. You just want, like, a straight-up overview of turkey season no. or my hunting with? I just want to drink moonshine, to be you honest. You just want to drink moonshine. See, <laughs> <laughs> Hunter doesn't care about turkey season. He likes to act like he did. I, I put in a lot of effort. Oh, you put in so much effort. I think on two or three different hunts, you were supposed to come and we killed birds. <laughs> so... Uh, I didn't get invited. Oh, yeah. That's what Jeremy says on his goose hunts that we shot a lot of birds on. What's up, Dane? Okay, that one where you guys shot like 16, I didn't get invited. <laughs> and you knew I wasn't doing anything either. That was one time. Not, one the, time. not the other days. Okay, I'll give you the other day. I did go deer hunting. I'll give you that. I will give you that. You guys have been sitting here talking about deer hunting for the last hour. Yeah, I know. You just hate it so much. But me and Dane are like... Is it September yet? It I needed to be September. Like, yeah, I know. Dude, I know. this heat this week, I know we're taking a little bit of a step away from the turkey, but this heat this week, I've worked outside the last two days. Yeah. I do. <laughs> My post yesterday, I think I said something like, summer's overrated. <laughs> I'm but just so done with it. I saw a meme yesterday. I can't remember who it was. I think it was Gary on Facebook had posted that. He's like, man... Or maybe somebody else, but he was like, "Man, I'm, I'm not that fat, but man, I am melting out here." Yeah, he's like, "How's how's my fat bros doing?" <laughs> and I see Jared just goes on. He's like, "Dude, I'm melting out here." <laughs> I, but before we go on, congrats to Jared for his new baby girl. Kudos to him. I hit like on his post, so obviously, apparently, probably. Shay didn't think that was enough. <laughs> It's not. I'll text him, but I just thought that was <laughs> funny. But congratulations on the new baby girl. It's awesome. I I don't think he's. I don't think they've decided on a name yet. I or at least I haven't heard one. So, so yeah. But back to turkey hunting. Yeah. So about turkey hunting. So let's let's start this off. I. Jeremy spent like all winter time building me up on turkey hunting. And yeah, was like oh, it's the best. I uh, had him so excited too. Yeah, oh yeah, it's the best. Oh great, they come to you and you just like get to shoot them in the face and. Okay, just like <laughs> goose season was not that great for me. It was great. I'm gonna tell you right here, right now, this was the worst turkey season I've ever had. It yeah, was an it, absolute struggle. It did work out just on the days he did. Yeah, yeah, don't get me wrong. I we ended up having a great season, but it took so much work. No, I mean, I, I think th- a lot of it was just it. It was so cold for so long that it took a. Or I shouldn't say it was cool, but it it would warm up, but it was so inconsistent temperature. The birds just never got fired up. They didn't get fired up until May. I mean, yeah. they straight up usually by second week of second or third week of archery. You're killing turkeys in this state. They're just really quick birds to get going, in my opinion, because we've got, well, we've just got a mix of turkeys for breeding or 
subspecies. Yeah. So you see all kinds of activity. You see the just different moods. It's crazy, but this year it just didn't happen until late. I mean, I didn't. Sh- I shot my first turkey on opening day of shotgun. Yeah, but you had some chances before that. We had. <laughs> oh my goodness. We had one, I think, in my first first day. We had one at, I want to say, 30 to 40. He got to 40 and, w- and stood there, and then I don't know what he saw, but he just ended up being like, nope, I'm out. He saw Dane's bullet. No, Dane wasn't with us that morning. He was the next morning. I only got to hunt with you one time. Oh, because we sat in the blinds next to each other, but... I thought that. Oh, I know. Yeah, you did. You did go to a different spot because you went farther down, didn't you, that day? I think he was busy because yeah, we were on the west side of the property. I didn't even show up that day. I was thinking. I must be thinking of different times. I don't know, but yeah, we. I mean, Hunter, I think you only went. Did you only go twice? I think I only went twice. We went scouting. So we tech- did. You did go scouting with me a couple times, actually. But found turkeys. Scouting. You can't really complain about a bad season when you only went twice. <laughs> be fair. You're just going to get silence out of me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Come on, man. Come it's on. not my fault. I didn't, I didn't like you know. Come on. <laughs> oh, shoot. Rabbits and bees, you know? They're just not the same thing. Come on, man. Sorry, that's my... Horrible Biden impression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sorry. Moonshine kicked in. It's uh, it's downhill from yeah, now. Don't get me started on politics today, boys. Nope, ain't gonna happen. I'm just so, I'm just telling you right now. Anyways, we spent all winter. I spent all winter talking turkeys out to Hunter, and actually, like we were supposed to go out west. Schedules didn't work, and Hunter lost interest very quickly. But he did do something that. I will. Uh, I think we're gonna kill a lot of stuff together because he did this. Um, he really got me talking with this man over here, Dane. Finally, during goose season, and literally, it's funny because one of the times we we're going out there, we were talking about turkeys, and he's like, "You got to talk to Dane about turkeys." And I was like, "Oh yeah." He's like, "Yeah, you got to talk to Dane about turkeys." <laughs> and I just was like, "So turkeys." And Dane's first thing, he's like, "Oh man, I love shooting turkeys." <laughs> Um, yeah, we just talked about it all. Snow goose season. I feel like that was like, it was a positive thing, but then all like snow goose hunting, like <laughs> all I heard about was freaking turkeys. turkeys. And I'm like, <sighs> freaking turkeys. <laughs> then they got to talking about deer hunting. And I'm like, <sighs> yeah, uh, we keep, we keep hunters interest as we talk about waterfowl and then he, he'll listen to turkeys. But the moment we start talking about shooting deer, <laughs> Hunter's like, ugh, deer hunting. <laughs> ugh. Ugh. I, I understand. I love, I know a lot of people love deer hunting, and I get it. And it's a tradition, and, like, my family goes, and I usually go with my dad, but I'm just not. I'm everybody's, not a deer hunter. Everybody's got their thing. I will say, when we were talking about it earlier, I, want, I almost said, and it works now, there are days where I wish I was dedicated to one species or one genre now i would i draw myself nuts enough i and it always seems to be either i don't i take that 
it, it goes through the year, but like I always like when I do that, I feel like I push myself into situations that I know that aren't going to be that successful, and I mm-hmm. just make myself more angry, frustrated. Like, yeah, like we went a couple times. Dane will admit to this. We went a couple times out in an area with Jared when Jared was like, "Well, I think we can kill some." And we'd hunt, and there would be nothing happened. And then Dane got to the point where he's like, "F this! Like, if I don't see like a picture of geese in a field for yeah. two days, like I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm out." And like, I feel like I do that a lot if I like really focus on one thing too much. Yeah. So instead of like spreading myself out, where say like, you know, you got early duck season through like October, November if I would go out and, like, upland hunt instead mm-hmm. of just, like, trying to focus on hunting the 10 birds that I can find during duck season, I feel like I'd have more success. Yeah. But back to what I was saying, like, everybody everybody has their own thing, so, like, you could sit and watch turkeys all day and be happy as a clam. I could, I could turkey hunt all year. And I, I could... I could go walk for eight hours and go look for a pheasant and be plum happy with Nala. Well, I... I'm. I love doing that too. It's part of the reason I got a dog. So you got a dog. He got a dog. Did you pick it up yet? No, I don't get it for about another month. So did he text you before you heard it on the podcast? <laughs> Dude, no. Literally, I was texting him as we were having the podcast. I was like, <laughs> no, I can't let him hear about it. <laughs> it's like, what a jerk! You didn't even tell Dane. <laughs> I forgot. I literally was like, oh my goodness, I didn't tell Dane. <laughs> Felt bad, but <laughs> but going back to the dog thing. We're definitely going to have to get Douglas out here. We should go quail hunting. Yeah. Dude, that'd be sick. Imagine a year running four dogs. Yeah, I love it. Oh, my goodness. That would be awesome. That's one of the things I told him. I was like, dude, in a year when my pup's ready, we'll be running three dogs. Should have just got a poodle pointer, though. No, no, dude. See, my... a lab has been my dream dog since I was like eight. Mm -hmm. Like, it's literally what I've wanted. So... I know. I do think one of these days, if I ever decide to get like t- run, you know, have two dogs, I am a big short hair fan. Um, but I'd get a griff. It's like a, a mix griff. Ah, see, I it's between. I don't like it's the like beard. It looks see, weird to me. I actually love the beard. Che doesn't love it, but I love. Dude, I love the beard. It's like a mix of like a short hair because I love Boone. Awesome dog, but his longer hair catches everything yeah. like we'll get down back from south dakota and there's just birds i know he doesn't really care he picks them out himself but still like i feel bad for the dog yeah, I, ne- I never had to comb <laughs> him out or anything he he just eats him out but that's you know it's like that mix of like short hair and then you get the beard too. yeah so i i i would like a griff at some point now i don't have the space for it especially with the new house the backyard's tiny but maybe you're, someday you're talking way in the future probably yeah, I would say five years, but that the hard part is in five years. Nala's probably going to be. I mean, she's going to be eight. She'll, yeah, be eight. She'll be getting towards retirement. I'll get a new puppy to start training that. Have to get two more. I don't know. Between five and I would say ten year. Our ten year plan, or at least my ten year plan, is to find uh, some land and then build a new house on land. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I would like to do is get an acreage. So we'll see. We'll see where life's at at that point. Yeah. But now that we completely yeah, got right. off track, blue, blue off track. Turkey hunting. So we built up, we got excited, 
we got into turkey hunting, archery hunting. How did it go? I will say that night before archery season started, we went out and scouted. I hadn't seen Dane's property yet. Nothing. We heard what? Ten different birds gobbling yeah. that night. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this could be awesome. Opening day turkeys, yada, yada. Wake up 25 plus mile an hour. <laughs> it was, that was bad. brutal. I mean, I, I knew like as soon as we set the blind up, we had that north wind and I was like, there's no way these birds are coming this way. They're not. We didn't even see anything, did we? No, we didn't even end up seeing them. They all pitched down and went to the south. Um, but, and then that next weekend was the weekend that me and my dad, pretty sure. He yeah. fell to the branch. Yeah. Me and my dad had quite the interesting situation. If you follow my YouTube, you've probably seen some of these videos already. I mean, pretty much actually at this point, all my turkey hunts are up. I don't got any more. So. Um, you probably saw the video where me and my dad had a big old tom at about eight yards. And uh, my dad fell victim to a branch. And then I fell victim <laughs> to hasted try and attempt to shoot a bird at 30 yards. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, needless to say, there was a lot of cursing on the way home. <laughs> uh, but... And honestly, I did. I mean, did you? We had those two birds in the field that one day we hunted with him. Other than that, did you have anything in front of you during archery? No, not during archery. I could see. I probably had about ten different hunts this year where I had a bird within eighty yards. I mean, there was the one we chased, but oh yeah, that's right. That didn't. That didn't go out. anywhere. <laughs> um. Even in art, so in archery. Opening day, windy as hell, didn't matter. Um, I ended up hunting the next day with Terrell and my dad on public land, and we had a big old tom come into the field, strutted around for about 15, 20 minutes, um, at 100 yards probably. Just stood there, didn't do anything. Next weekend was the weekend that we missed that bird with the... Me and my dad missed that bird, and I think we ended up hunting Sunday, but I think, I want to say the birds ended up pitching down and going the other direction again. We had a lot of that happen this year, where they would pitch down and go an odd direction. Yeah. Cor- like, you know, and don't get me wrong, a lot of this season I've been going off of what you said you had success for in the past, um, but I, I you've you've only hunted the property for who knows how many years, so I have to believe you know what you're talking about. But oh, something sometimes just even though you've hunted there for twenty five years, birds, birds are gonna do whatever they want. Yeah, and I mean I've had plenty of it. It just seemed like it was a lot that happened this year. It seemed I either couldn't get in front of the dominant birds, and so I was just dealing with non dominant birds. I'm convinced that the bird you and me were on during hunter, uh, you and me were on during archery, that came to about forty, and then skirted us it was at about 25 i probably i want to tell the story go for it go for i want to tell the story go for it i got up that day and i was actually pretty excited i'm not gonna lie because i think you and you terrell and i went and like ran by the property just to I listen think so, to yeah. i think so and like we picked up on a couple out in that area 
And so we drive up, park, get out of the pickup, get around the crazy cows that you thought were going to attack you, but because he's... Okay, yeah. I... (laughs) When I was about six years old, my dad came back from a hunting trip and told me a a story about how he got treed by a bull. And so I never looked at cows the same. Uh, I am better now... But I still side-eye cows a little bit because I just am not interested in potentially being trampled by, a, you know, a 2,000-pound animal. I don't know. And your cows were calving, and calving cows, I'm not... You, you never know what mom's going to do, and I just... Just don't, so I, just I, don't turn your back. No, fired. I know, but I just... I, I did make the mistake of telling Hunter, I was like, dude, I'm... Like, I have been afraid of cows my entire life. I mean, I, I'm i not as bad as I was when I was a kid. Dude, when I was a kid, if I saw cows in a field and we had to go past them, I would, like, I would basically stand there, like, kid in the corner, like, wide-eyed, like, <laughs> about to piss himself. <laughs> so we managed to make it past the, the killer cows, you know? The crazy-eyed cows that were going to kill Jeremy. All right, all right. Make it past, and we get down this hill, and we start hearing this turkey go off. And I'm like, oh. You know, like, you, you watch videos, and, like, I'd fall turkey hunted. So I knew what turkey hunting is about. But, like, actually, like, okay. Like, this is legit. Like, Jeremy's legit hunter. Because, like, I have experience, but I don't like, spring turkey hunting experience. Like, oh, this could be, like, legit, you know? Yeah. We get down the hill. And we get down this creek bed, and, like, we're getting a game plan put together. And I look down, and I'm like, this isn't for kids, but fuck. Like, what the fuck? And Jeremy's like, what? And I'm like, I forgot my release to my bow. <laughs> you forgot his release. And I'm like. And we're, like, <sighs> we're right at that edge where it's like, we're running out of time, especially since we had to put a blind up. And I was yeah. just like, bro, you better run. <laughs> so I haul butt. I haul butt up the hill, grab my release, haul butt back down the hill, get down the back of the creek bottom. Mean, meanwhile, this bird is hammering. I yes. mean, losing his mind in the tree. And so roll back down the creek bed, get back up and get to where we were going to set up, set up and then got in the blind. And like, it was like perfect because this bird, like right at shooting time, like got down out of the tree And, like, was just strutting. And at first, he, like, was coming right at us. And then he's, like, got to, like, 50, 60, and then just, like, kept strutting. Just, like, doo-doo-doo. Well, then in the background, you start hearing this hen. And we're, Mm -hmm. like, oh, here we go. Yeah. And so he's just strutting, strutting, strutting. And he starts coming right at us, but off to the side to us. And our decoys are off to the left of us. So it it was pretty clear that he wasn't actually coming for the decoys, but it seemed more like he was trying to get around us to get to back to his hen. He was definitely looking at the decoys. Um, but, yeah. At the, my theory with this bird, so, so you, you can either finish the story or, I mean, it, the end of the story basically is, is that the bird got to about 40 yards, did the old head lift, twisted his head, and tucked his wings, and, I mean, he fast walked by us at 25 yards. I could have shot, but I would have had to literally shoot across Hunter's body. Like 
like it's a little nerd kid that was like trying to get away from the big bully like yeah i'm gonna put my head down and i'm just gonna make my way out of here so i don't get beat up so my theory is going through the season because i played with that turkey that's that turkey that me and my dad just could never kill on the west side of the property i think it's the bird that we missed during archery uh, same look same-ish looking bird and I just think he did I had at a certain point I quit using decoys when I was under him and I I just think it was that bird because that that bird in particular gave me the slip this season five times I just could I if that bird is in that tree next season we're killing that thing. We're going to put like four guys around that thing. And in as, all soon as, as soon as his toes hit the ground, we're killing that bird. Cause Oh boy. Howdy. <laughs> Just have a whole firing line. Like yeah, everybody ready, uh, but boof. <laughs> so, uh, you put more work into that one bird. Uh huh. Infuriating all the way down to that day that I ended up shooting, uh, my Tom, no, the Tom. Oh, the Tom. Um, I was on that bird, and that was the last time we saw him. I think I just got up close enough. I got within like sixty of him again, and they busted me because I just couldn't catch up, and I was trying to catch up. But I think I pushed him far enough off the property that we just never saw him again. Yeah. But so that was really archery. I mean, <laughs> see, thinking archery had one, two. I mean, I had five or six decent encounters, both on public and, you know, private with you guys. I mean, this year was definitely nice in some aspects and different at the same time. Like, it was nice because closer drive, and I didn't have to get up early. I got to hunt private because I've been hunting public for the last, like, four years. You never did get an archery killed. Up. No, I actually, no one in the group got yeah. one with archery. I don't, uh, I don't actually, I don't know anyone that got an archery kill this year. I brought my bow a couple times on shotgun. Yeah. And, and we still didn't make but that work. As soon as shotgun started, literally came in with a bang. Opening day, I hunted public. Opening weekend, I usually hunt public. He was, I think, I think he might have been out of town opening weekend. I was doing something. Uh, yeah. But, um... I hunted public with my dad and Terrell. Tried my dude. Terrell's another one of those people that just cannot kill turkeys. Wait, he still he didn't kill. No, nah, he didn't get. Well, I know you got a chance. He, that day that I that last day we hunted Danes, he was supposed to go with us, he and he he literally was like he told me that night because I think that was the night you came over and hung out with us potentially, and we were going in the morning, and he was like, "Oh no, we stayed up too late." And I, right before I shot my bird, I literally sent him a video of the birds. I was like, you should have come. <laughs> but um, hunted public with my dad and Terrell. We had a tom. That 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 was a good video. It strutted in front of us for 40 minutes probably. And just did, you know, walk a little, just a little square, strutting, gobbling his head off. Very non-dominant bird that... Clearly didn't want to commit to a Jake and Hen decoy setup. And he ended up going back into the trees. And me and Trail put a little sneak. I actually thought the bird had disappeared because he quit gobbling. And when we stood up, I 
I shot him on the run. The first turkey I've shot on the run, so. The kills, the kills. Yeah. Don't got to be pretty. And then we went on an absolute another struggle bus there right after that until the beginning of May. I tried, I hunted Kansas for a little bit. Big issue was April was so windy this year that, like, turkey hunting was almost a joke. I didn't even like it. If I would say anything, why lost motivation? Because I just got tired of the cold and the wind. wind. Yep. I I, do. There was a couple days there that I was like, man, from April 13th to the end of first weekend of shotgun, I, I hunted every single day. I hunted three days in Kansas for the opener, and it blew 25 plus consistent all three days. I didn't hear a single gobble. I scouted. All day before um, opening shotgun in Nebraska, didn't hear a single gobble. The only reason we got on birds is because my dad and Trell heard gobbles. And then Sunday, I think I came and hunted with you, but it blew like crazy. I'm pretty sure that's that day that we were under like a tom and five hens on the east side. This weird part even, like, if it, even if it was like, say 10 to 15 miles an hour would be one thing because like your property's like down low enough in a valley yeah you get out of the wind but, but you hit that 20 25 it's and like nothing I mean, you can do i've got one clip of these turkeys just swinging in the trees i mean they're having a rough time <laughs> yeah so that's i would say that's like one of the main factors of why i lost motivation there was a couple times like late into shot or like late shotgun that i was like I should go. You should have gone. Or I should not. Wasn't nah, he I supposed went. to go the morning I shot mine? Yeah, yeah, he was supposed to go with us. It was foggy. That was No a, wind. That was a cool morning. Nice out. But, so yeah, we went on, as soon as that happened, we went on a struggle. My dad ended up missing a bird that I called like four or five hundred yards into him. On, and that was on his birthday, too. <laughs> and that was... That would have been like, so that would have been the 21st of April. And then two or three days later, I, I'm i pretty sure it was the same bird. We ended up calling him another four or 500 yards, and he shot him. He got that one finally, which I, as soon as I got my bird, I like basically put my gun down, and I was like, no, somebody else has got to shoot a turkey before I even try if I'm in the state of Nebraska because um, – I was the only one in between me, my dad, and Trell to shoot a bird last year, and I was trying my hardest to get them one. So he finally got his. My dad finally got his, and I was like, okay. I didn't start really hunting again. And then that next weekend is when we went out west and hunted with Westside Jared, and I fell victim to trying to allow somebody else to shoot a turkey again. It was, one, it was rainy and windy. I mean, it was terrible jared could i mean he could talk about that weekend too but um we ended up putting a stock on a really nice tom and i'm gonna make trail get a real turkey set up next year because he's shooting modified choke with like he was shooting duck loads i mean he really just three inch twos fours which honestly i i mean i shoot three and a half inch fives or sixes but they're copper plated lead i mean they're turkey loads yeah but 
Um, he just, his setup just wasn't all that good. And we had a bird at about 45, 50 that me and Jared could have shot all day long. And it was a Miriam. I've never shot a Miriam. I've tried. This was like my third year trying. And, uh, I just kind of committed to trying to get trail on the bird and it just didn't work out. I just said, you get to shoot, but I'll back you up if you miss. Well, I literally, I, we sat, I mean, this bird, so it did another one of those things where it just strutted in a circle at about 50 yards and we were over a lip, just kind of peeking over and looking at him. And I literally, it was like, I'm so conflicted because I want you to kill this bird, but I don't want to give you my shotgun because if you miss this thing, I can't back you up with yours, but I'd hate for you to miss it with yours and then me kill it backing you up because I'd be like the second time this year that I've shot a bird backing you up. I don't know. I wouldn't feel bad just because you gave him the first shot at it. Yeah, but it's like seeing a pintail drop in. You're like, okay, Jeremy, and this, and I'm like, f this pintail. Yeah. Okay. How many times that happened though? Happens all the time. Okay. All right. Sounds good. (laughs) But so it didn't work out and, we never we didn't get on anything it was so windy the rest of that trip again screwed by the wind and then it's like may hit and that switch flipped i mean it got wild in may went out and shot a bird with you like that first week you want to tell that one the one i shot yeah uh Dane's new to the podcast yeah. stuff. <laughs> uh, it was super foggy morning. I remember driving in that, that was morning. The same day you missed. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll get there. I don't know if I'd let you back up. Uh, I, did I did I tell you what ended up happening? No, I finally watched. I, I finally watched the footage. Okay, I'll shoot over it. There was a branch in front of me. <laughs> no, I'm that's not, not how shotguns work. <laughs> no, I I'll show you the video. <laughs> Uh, you can just, anyway, so it's super foggy. I mean, we're talking like driving. I literally was doing like 50 all the way to your property because I like the weekend before or the last time I had come out to hunt with you. I mean, I almost whacked a deer by the goose pond, the snow goose pond. I mean, it crossed the road and I had to come to a complete stop to keep from hitting it. And, uh, so I, there was so much fog. We get in there and like literally I get out of the truck. You weren't quite there yet. And there's bird hammering like a hundred yards from the truck. Just right down oh, in yeah. that bottom. Oh, yeah. And so we kind of worked around. Said My dad went after a bird on the west side, which he was unsure of the property lines and didn't end up shooting it, which yeah. was real bummer because we're pretty sure it was that bird that we fussed with all year and he had it at about 30 yards but he was unsure of the property lines which good on him because he didn't know even though that uh whatever the name of that farmer is Panska. Panska he's you've said we could probably get on it um but good on him for not shooting it always be sure of your property lines don't you know don't do something you shouldn't do but um. Uh, 
And then we ended up actually setting up in the wrong spot. Those birds, I think, were on the north side of the creek and just pitched straight down. No, they either were on the north side or they flew across when they came down. Yeah, something. I mean, it's hard because that creek bends so much to really yeah. tell, but they ended up going out into the field where you've been saying all season they usually come into. We need to sit here. We need to sit. Yeah, and which it doesn't surprise me they ended up finally doing it. But so that was the one day they actually did what I've seen them do. Yeah, in the years past. But so we we heard him gobble out in that field and we didn't even move like a hundred what 150 oh, yards to that to that little opening yards. and literally dane peeks his head out in the field and he's walking right down the road towards us and i mean we throw ourselves into a bush and uh called at him a few times and I, there was a turkey out in the field that i was looking at i i didn't peek my head around the corner and look weren't watching the one i could see so i yeah i wasn't watching the one he could see and there was one out in the field that i was pretty sure was a male bird it was still heading our direction i was like oh dang this is actually gonna work out right you know things are gonna go well and i was like all right and i i think i say it on camera if anybody's watched the video i pretty much go oh wow this is really gonna work this time and about that time i mean that bird just strutted right in the bush at 40 yards like just on the other side of the bush and i was like oh my gosh he's right here like the bird i'm looking at it's probably 80 still and um he just gets right there like he just strutted right there and i was like oh my goodness i could also (laughs) see the other tom at that point yeah i'm set up to shoot to where we would both be able to shoot both these birds. And he yells at me, shoot the bird. So I swing, shoot it. I, other one runs off. I did not know there was another Tom back there. And with all the issues that I had had this season and with how much time you would put in, I was like, no, we got to kill this yeah. bird. And like, you already had your gun up. I mean, I had my gun up for a backup situation. And for anybody that turkey hunts a lot, you know that head lift when a turkey lifts their head and kind of does the like half strut thing and pulls their head all the way up, they don't like something or they saw something. And I mean, they're fixing to tuck their wings and get the heck out of there. And I was like, no dude, we got to kill this bird. And so I was just like, shoot him right there. And literally we're talking milliseconds before he pulls the trigger. I see that other Tom walk out from behind him and I was like, no. <laughs> if, if we would have waited two more seconds, oh my goodness yeah and that bird uh ended up just kind of like doing the what the heck is happening behind that bush yeah, after you no after you shot and he was only at about 45 but man i had so much brush to shoot through like i just wasn't gonna do it another day another brain yeah pretty much and so we you know do as turkey hunters do we go up and examine his bird which it had some sweet white spurs. That is the thing I remember about that bird. Not much of a beard. Wet, wet tail fan. Because oh, yeah, <laughs> it was uh, foggy and whatnot that day. I think it sprinkled a little bit that night. I think it had rained the night before, yeah. Um, but uh, super sweet white spurs. I've never seen anything like that. Um, I've seen like white tips, but these things were like Completely solid white. white. Mm. Um so I thought that was super cool. And while we're examining, 
that bird were like kind of, I mean, it was like 7.30 at this point, still a lot of good morning left. And we're like, well, do we go try and strike up another bird? And literally we're just standing there another, and the bird gobbles. We should have just left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> or I should have backed you up. Oh, dude, I don't... Yeah. <laughs> So we get set up in the perfect spot and <laughs> I call this bird. Yeah. Easy 400. Yards. Oh, easy 400 yards, like across a field. I mean, he's gobbling his whole way. He hit that about 250 and he just went on a march and he just came right in, got to about 40 yards. Perfect range for me. I mean, the setup I'm shooting, I'm comfortable to, I wouldn't shoot at 60, but I could if I really, really was like, oh, no, I got to kill one. But he got to 40 and then kind of started sidestepping. I didn't really think about it until after, but when we ended up looking back at our hen decoy, it had fallen over, and I'm kind of wondering. I don't think it fell. You don't think it did? Okay. Because I wasn't looking at it because it was off to our left because I did that to kind of draw him past us and close to us. Yeah. But um, he was also half asleep. He were, yeah. But he ended up kind of sidestepping, going off to my right, which I'm a left-handed shooter, so it was a really easy swing for me. Uh, by the time he got in my shooting path, he was probably at 30, maybe. And I, I was, you know, don't get me wrong. You watch a turkey walk across the field 400 <laughs> yards. I'm shaking in my boots. He was half asleep, so it didn't really matter for him, but... Man, I was like shaking and lifted it up. Thought I put it on his head. Squeezed off and he he kind of did like the open wings and dropped like halfway down. I was like, oh, I got him. So I kind of hesitated for half a second. But no, he tucked his wings back up, ran like 10 feet, did the what the heck just happened. I shot again and missed him and. I did time. shoot a third time. I shouldn't have done that. It was but. like 60 yards <laughs> in the air. I I was like, is this really? And <laughs> I literally asked him. I was like, dude, what were you, what were you shooting at? Yeah. I shot. I Wait, like, what what, what, what do we? <laughs> After I shoot and he's flying away, I go, huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he goes, oh, how the fuck does that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have my, like. 25 30 yard shot didn't even have my gun up i thought he was gonna stone this turkey. yeah i was not even prepared to help him and then completely with <laughs> like not even it wasn't even close and I, yeah and i literally like i uh i get back home it took me like two weeks to look at that footage i just didn't want to i was so like we walked back in damn near silence until we got to your yeah. turkey oh yeah <laughs> And then we got back to my dad, and I was like, well, we should have two. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I ended up looking at the footage. I, it could, my initial thought was that I didn't shoulder the gun. I'm not convinced I shouldered the gun very well. And I shot over the top of him. Whether it was just due from all the fog or not, when I shoot the first time, there is just a spray of stuff. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't even look at branches or anything because it's a shotgun. Yeah. But, I mean, if I hit it with the wad, who knows what it would have done. But it doesn't matter. I should hit it with the wad or not. I should have killed that turkey. I straight up missed. It does happen. And the funny thing is, it's like, 
archery if you miss or if i miss i'm like archery is a game like there's a lot that goes into archery there's a reason it's fun there's a reason it's extremely frustrating but when i pick up a shotgun the only time in my eyes that it's like super acceptable to miss a turkey is if it's like on a good heavy run and you're like pushing it and i literally sat on that one for like a week and a half going what in the what did i do (laughs) pretty bummed uh yeah but at the same time it was still a really great day like i I just it was one of the best days of turkey hunting i'd ever had oh yeah um like birds were super responsive you got one could have had an opportunity to second one if if we'd waited just a few seconds had i known and then you know me calling that bird the distance i did and then whiffing shot the second yeah that's kind of your fault yeah it was was totally gonna wait for that it was it was a it was a bad judgment call on me uh, for some moments there but and then that next you were supposed to be yeah that was the hunter hunter Hunter, like literally actually no you were you were coming night before you he was 100 yeah you were in you just didn't end up coming now after talking to you, you had good reasons. Like that was the night that Shay was like, "Didn't you had to take her to the hospital because she was like dehydrated or something like that?" Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was that night. I knew it had something to do with Shay and, a you know, just having some issues with the baby. Yeah. Which, after I heard that, I was like, "Bro, you got to think of your family. It's acceptable. I don't care. Uh, like family first. So, but." damn turkeys anyway yeah and then that next weekend is where it got really really good Mm -hmm. like that that day that i shot that bird on the other property my tom man we had like four opportunities that day it seemed like i wasn't there that day. you so yeah you slept through your alarm or you set your alarm wrong to start the morning yeah i didn't and so me and my dad were on the west side on that bird that gave us fuss all morning or all all season. He gobbled his head off. I mean, you could have convinced me that he just was constant, like just going after it the whole time. And um, I sat up exactly where we were during archery season, uh, Hunter, and I thought it was a done deal. I thought he was going to fly right down in that field. He fooled us yet again, plopped down on the other side of the creek, met up with a few hens, uh, got out of there, and then me and my dad kind of got stuck by like four jakes, got out of there. Then we ended like, we're driving out from the cabin back to the main road, and we see the bird that we sat up under in the field to the... um, south of the cabin and we kind of just drove by him because we were meeting up with you we drove by him and he was weary already i mean literally as soon as he saw our truck he went straight back into the trees and i was like let's go do something else we'll come back to that bird i'm pretty sure we could try and kill him we walked in on the east side called all the way in and then like on our way back we we got caught by those jakes again Mm -hmm. and that didn't end up we saw turkeys everywhere but we were kind of just like not making it work 
And then um, I, we walked back towards the trucks. I stuck my head and looked, and I just caught that tom that was in that south field just going over a lip. And I just, I literally went, I saw him, I'm going. And I let, I mean, I took off after that turkey. And I got within 60 to 70 of him three times. That's the one you walked like a mile. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I, I just couldn't. Truck for that one. Mm-hmm. I just could not catch up to him. And eventually, and I didn't think that, like, the movement that they eventually get it got me on, I didn't think I made any bad movement. But they eventually, I just kind of stood there and I heard putts and they were gone. I had gone back into the trees and I don't know what they saw or maybe it wasn't even me, but they ended up being gone. And that bird, oh, I promise you, if he makes it through the winter next spring, that turkey will die. <laughs> he will die. But... um a coyote, so I'm get to him. A lot of coyotes. We, we gotta kill, coyotes. We gotta kill you. Coyotes. So smart, he is. He is a silly, like silly smart bird. But we do need to do some coyote hunting, though. We need this. So many coyotes. This fall, we need. To, I well, actually, I've got a buddy who's got thermal equipment. He was asking me about coyotes the other day. Does he have like enough thermal equipment for all of them? He's got two of them. I mean, I. Yeah, I'll 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 hit him up. We'll see what we can do. Cause he was asking if I wanted to go. I just need to go buy one. Well, I I would have personally. I'd have no problem just videoing it. So yeah. Uh, we yeah, uh, I'll get back to you on that one. Um, and so after I followed that bird, didn't end up working. I walked all the way back out, and that's when we. You had driven me by that one piece of property, where I ended up shooting this tom. A couple times, but we'd never seen turkeys on it yet. But you told me that turkeys were there. I told you. And and we're like, all right, we'll drive around and look for turkeys because it was Saturday. We didn't have anything to do. He had he got to sleep in, so he was like, he was a little fresher than me and my dad. And we drive by this field, and there's four toms, two jigs, and a couple hens. Like there was birds all over it. It was full of turkeys, and it was such a perfect setup. Like, literally walked down the creek, and that's exactly what we did. You ended up having to go help. There, like uh, a, a, I had to go pull a lamb. Yeah, you had to go pull a lamb. Um, bah. Yeah, right. I got left out of that. that yeah, but he, bad. yeah, I felt bad too. But he was like, "You guys go, like, I don't let it stop you." And we ended up going walked down this creek there ended up being birds on the other side of the creek that were gobbling as we were walking down the creek but we had committed so hard to these birds at this point because we were across the creek and i you know i think uh when we had dustin on he asked me about reaping yep i'm not against reaping but it's never been something that like i've totally tried my dad has this this cheapy reaper that he bought from Shields, like a $20, $30. Just stick it on your gun. And Really, honestly, I, you'd never convince a public land bird that that was a real turkey. But, um, And I was like, you know what? Take it. Let's take it, and we're going to do this. It's on, public, or it's on private land. I'm My biggest fear about reaping is getting shot by another hunter. Um, so like, this is a situation where we should try it. We're going to creep down this creek. It's about 11 o'clock now anyways. Um, you know, 
probably the best way to get their attention is, you know, a Tom. There's so many Toms in this field that sticking another Tom up there is, they're not going to like that. Especially when I heard those other birds across the creek gobbling. And I was like, oh yeah, no, this will probably happen. So we got within about a hundred of them and they were straight across the field from us. And, uh, I, I just took that fan. I put it in front of me and I just kind of started knees and elbowing out until I got high enough. There was a little like dip that we were able to crawl up and I got high enough to where it was. And I, I just put, put, put really loud. And the Tom that I ended up shooting stuck his head up. And when he stuck his head up, I fighting purred him. I just, I can't pretend to make it with just my mouth, but it, it, turkey hunters know that fighting purr. And when I did that, he came out of strut, walked about 20 yards towards us, and then popped into that half strut that they do when they're really like aggressive and they're, they're, they're coming. And he didn't, he didn't like run at us. But he just consistent walked towards us, and he got to he got to about thirty, and then about twenty five, and about the twenty five. I mean, he was kind of looking at it. I don't think he was totally convinced, but he gobbled at me a couple times, and I was still fighting purring him. Like he just he got to a point, stuck his head up real good, and I literally went get ready because I'm shooting this thing to my dad. And I was like, I literally looked at him and was like, I'm going to shoot this thing and then you're going to take this fan and you're going to try and kill one of the other ones. Because as soon as I shoot this bird, they're going to come running. And uh, I shot that bird, dropped him in his tracks. And uh, the other two Tom, one of the Toms disappeared. I don't know where he went. The other Tom, I almost got like, I mean, I just hit it with that fighting purr as soon as I shot him. And I almost got the other Tom to come. He looked really hard. He gobbled a couple times. He went back into full strut, tending to a hen. They really didn't know what happened. And then he started walking towards us. And then I thought that bird was going to come all the way. And then out of my left left, corner of my left eye, Two, the two jakes that were in that field just came flying in <laughs> and my dad hesitated he didn't really want to shoot a jake at that point he wanted to shoot that tom so he could have killed those killed one of those jakes but he just ended up not and then he he literally dropped the fan and swung on him because he saw two birds running at us and he realized they were jakes he he knew the front one was a jake he wanted to see the beard on the back one but he couldn't tell and then they turned and <laughs> went the other direction, and then the other tom disappeared. And uh, that bird had the biggest spurs I have ever shot on a turkey. Is that the one we took pictures of? Or yes, that yeah, that's yeah. the bird. And oh, bruh, Dane! I don't think I ever saw that one. Have you have you heard the the Karen story? No. Oh, oh yes. yeah. I okay. <laughs> I'll, 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 so. So, he he had texted me previously. He was like, "Hey, if I get a bird, can you? Would you take photos of it?" Yeah, like, of course. So he he texted me that day. I wasn't doing anything. He's like, "Would you take photos?" I was like, yeah, just come over. Made you know. He showed up and 
We go to a public land spot that is huntable. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't really hunt it for turkeys, no. but like, but it's it's huntable. You can do whatever you want on. It's public land. <clears throat> so we drove by, and there was a bunch of people, and it's kind of rainy. I think that day, or it had been cloudy. People were going cloudy. out. It looked like they were going. Honestly, I think they were going to look for mushrooms. Yeah. It's like nature walk mushroom deal, and I was like, okay, whatever. Well. I hate to stereotype people, but <laughs> people in like neon colored like rain gear that are driving Subarus, <laughs> like like you know where this oh, is yeah. going. Uh, like this is every like hunter's nightmare. Yeah. <clears throat> so we walk out. We were honestly like trying to stay away from them. Yeah, we were trying to be and respectful. We, like I I've always taken this measure. Do I really care if it's a liberal that hates hunting? Do I really care what they think? No, because I'm doing something legal. They can mm-hmm. go shove it. But do I try to be like... I don't like conflict, so I try not to cause conflict. I just... I It's just one of those things where, like, you respect me, I respect yeah. you. I'm not going to be, like, brash in your face about it, but I'm not going to hide it either. That's why, like, I used to live in apartments. I used to back my truck in and clean my geese and, like, you know... So we're out there taking photos and doing our deal, and, like, they kind of walk by, and then, like, we see kind of a group come back, but we're, like, taking pictures and whatnot. And out of the corner of our eye, we see this lady with neon green rain jacket walk by, and you could see she was eyeballing us the whole way, trying to figure out what we were doing. Yeah. And, like, he had hung up the turkey, and we're taking pictures on a tree. You see her come back out of the corner of her eye, and I'm like jeremy like yeah. this is going somewhere no, I, I saw her the whole time i was like she's gonna say something so she's walking back and she's like ah. did she go out of her way to come yeah. talk to you yeah she she left the group i mean i think it started with curiosity as to what we were going on and i wouldn't say she was like rude but she was completely clueless mm, she had the rude like karen voice mm-hmm. but i think she was curious but she was like trying to be kind of a passive aggressive about it yeah she wasn't being like super abrasive but it was like she's like is it hunting season <laughs> and we're like yes ma'am it's it's spring turkey season oh okay <laughs> and then just kept going like why <laughs> she like, didn't keep going she about faced and went back like yeah she went back to the group like she couldn't figure out like it's just like Mind your own damn business. Like, if you're that really that worried about it, call the game warden, but whatever. Either way, it's just, eh, I don't, I mean, I don't have that much problem. It's just the way she said it and her attitude just drove me nuts. But we we ended up finishing up, taking off, taking some more photos. So if you guys want to see those, I think you post a couple, and then I post a couple on yeah. Instagram, I've, too. I've so. still got a couple that I'll probably post, but it'll either be next spring I'm, all those pictures you sent me are really good i liked them all so i I mean shoot i've got that one as my background i mean mm. like i literally love that picture uh, so you never came and took any pictures of mine i took me, pictures so for you Jeremy did it, you never you never asked me i mean you were supposed to be there actually yeah that so. he you were supposed to be there that oh day. my gosh all, actually, all season, you were like, I want to get pictures and video of turkey hunting. I wanted to get, I have never really produced any turkey content. And that's like, I've really tried to get into making reels and like making more photo, like video content. 
I still get likes on that reel I made from my Tom. Oh, yeah. The one where I didn't really finish that on that hunt. Yeah. It's honestly a good thing he didn't come to video that hunt. That was the ugliest turkey (laughs) I've ever seen. It It kind of looks like a beat-up peacock. (laughs) 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 It's just like anybody who's shot a wet turkey. Like That's what Dame's turkey looked like. (laughs) But But on... I that would, I thought that was pretty funny. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, that was it, it, We de- <laughs> we definitely kind of looked at each other with that. Did that just happen? Like, look, like I've never had conflict like that. I hardly ever actually. Nebraska is one of the better states. People understand for the most part. Um, so you don't really you don't really run into issues like that it's, in it Nebraska. Seems like- even if somebody lives in a bigger city like Lincoln, they've had family members that have yeah. hunted in some capacity. So at least they don't do it, but at least they've been around it. So yeah. they're not like, you're killing a baby. Yeah, exactly. We're like, you're killing a harmless ant. We don't get that that much. Yeah. But it's still, it's just kind of like, mind your own damn business. I feel like it's coming, though. It and, is. And it, oh, and Lincoln, Lincoln's flipping. Yeah. The, e- the east side of the state is going to get interesting. I, politically speaking. I hadn't I hadn't paid attention till lately, but like I've been seeing a lot of I saw a decent amount of Biden like signs, which you know, like Biden I don't want to get too far into it, but Biden was was supposed to be the candidate that was supposed to bring back like in their view, normalcy or like some like yeah, honor. So normal. What they thought. Yeah. Now is he garbage? Absolutely. And there's a lot more than that. I'm not getting into that. But, like, the the big one that I have seen is, I think it's Pansa, Panessa Brooks. Yeah. Panga Brooks or Pansa Brooks. And uh, I've seen those all over the place. And she's, like, she's for Congress. And she is a bad, like super liberal bad like against any type of guns and like all for abortion and like just about as far left as you get yeah and i've seen a lot of those and it's been kind of disappointing but at least my crappy biden voter neighbors haven't put one of those up i hope your neighbors listen to this I, d- I doubt they do, but I know they just put a sign in your yard. Big Red Hunter podcast. I bet they listen to it. Yeah, right. But you know, pointing to them, letting them know we talked about them. I mean, honestly, I think that there's a significant amount of Biden voters that severely dis like they're disappointed they, with their decision. Yeah. And like, I will say the DNC and the Democrats did an amazing job marketing him. And the second part was. Like Trump, I guess I I guess I didn't think about this too much, but I was thinking about the other day, and I was just listening to a podcast. Trump in the 2016 election did a really good job marketing the fact that he was he was the man of the people, and that everyone was attacking him because they were after the American voter. In the 2020 election, he made it a lot about himself rather than the American people, in my opinion, and I think. COVID really highlighted that fact. And so I think that, and then, uh, you know, I think the main reason why Trump lost is because of the media. 
because the media had covered up a lot of things about Biden, like his son and all his dealings. Um, there's actually a poll that came out that 16% of Biden voters wouldn't have voted for Biden if they had known about that story. Yeah. And the media and the social media apparatus of the DNC, they're all for Democrats. And they covered all that crap up, and they wouldn't allow any of that stuff to get out. And that's why that's why Trump lost. Yeah. And now they're realizing just how radical he is on his social and basically everything. And now everybody hates him. So maybe they're in these, maybe in the future people will do a little more research on just how crappy some of these candidates are on both sides. <laughs> but man, I really got to sneeze, but it's not happening. <laughs> I've, I've had to sneeze for the last like three minutes. Well, let's not get too far into politics. Back on track. Turkey yeah. on. So, mm-hmm. we, it's been brought up, and you've talked about it in the past, Jeremy. What's your, what's your view on regulations in the future? Bring a little context. Arkansas's population, so Turkey's, is basically non-existent. Missouri's on the downhill, and I saw a factor that said uh, population Nebraska is down by like 45%. Yeah, I actually have... I can say what that what you sent me earlier this week. Which you sh- if you haven't, you should put that on like the big Red Hunters podcast page yeah. on Facebook. Um, I completely agree with that. Like, I hunted in the early two thousands, a lot of private with my dad and his buddies. And dude, we used to see. I mean, I can remember one hunt uh, as a kid. And it was a spring turkey hunt. We jumped like 40 turkeys out of a tree once coming in in the morning. It was early season. It was archery hunt. And I can remember a property we used to deer hunt that used to have well over 100 turkeys on it. And I've still deer hunted that property to today off and on. And I hardly ever see turkeys there anymore. And the whole area has lost a lot of turkeys. So... I've been saying it for a couple of years. I actually think there's a lot of states, including Nebraska, that should really start to regulate turkey hunting a little bit I think heavier. Should, should press it more, get rid of them. Dane, why? I'd, I'd rather have pheasants than turkey. I was gonna okay. I was gonna bring. Oh I was gonna bring gosh. that up. Y'all In the state of Nebraska, y'all are pheasants make. are doing better than they have in years and past, and I think it's because the turkeys are one of the number one destroyers, destroyers of, of pheasants. I mean the so like down out west where I used to where I turkey or I used to turkey hunt and we were gonna go out to they used to be so loaded with turkeys or not turkeys pheasants I mean my dad used to talk about just the amount they used to see out there I've seen I saw more pheasants I'm trying to think I saw almost more pheasants in the day that we deer hunted that day. Than I have seen in years. Why the heck years. don't we go out there and pheasant hunt? I don't know. Get, get built back up. I just didn't know that they even had turkeys. At, I, I ticked. I didn't even know they had pheasants out there this last year. But I saw more pheasants out there. I've never seen pheasants in this area growing up until the last couple of years. I've seen more from the combine than I have ever. Just this year? Uh, this year and last year. This year and last year. I will agree that um, they're definitely, like, pheasants and turkeys, they eat and, like, structure their lives in very similar ways. So a lot of it's, 
in my opinion, like has to do with food and nesting areas and turkeys are bigger, bigger birds. Um, part of the reason I'd say that pheasants are starting to take a rebound. My, my biggest reason for the turkey drop, honestly, is predators is the biggest aspect in my opinion and a touch over hunting as well. Um, Pheasants can nest in much smaller areas than one of your main or two main uh, nest. I forget the nest predators. We'll just call it that is coons and possums. You can throw skunks in there, but skunks don't do it quite as much in my opinion. It's mostly your coons and your possums. They're really, really, really good at finding eggs, but you know, pheasants can get in that really 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 thick stuff because they're much smaller than turkeys turkeys have to get you know they have to have a little bit of space so they can flush a little more or they can get out of there in a fast and so the hen can try and distract from a nest well i think that a lot of the predators are focusing on the turkeys starting to see a decline in turkeys which is bringing an incline in our upland game species because i also will say not only pheasants dude i haven't been anywhere in the last month and not heard a quail yeah there are quail everywhere like it's actually ridiculous like i fully am planning to hunt a lot of quail this year yeah because i i'm just hearing them everywhere i mean i went to three or four different properties this weekend fishing with some friends and Heard quail at every single one. So, yeah. But I would say if it were me, and I I mean, obviously I'm a very, I like different hunting different species. Do I, it always seems to be, and it's it, it doesn't necessarily need to be this way if it's managed right, but you've, you've seen the turkey population was really low. All right, take it back. Before market hunting and like them killing them off, population was really high, then went really low, and then went really high. I would like it to, no offense, like I love turkey hunters and turkey whatever, but like I would like it to drop off a little bit for the pheasant population. But I hope that they can take a reactionary measure in a couple of manners in order to stabilize the population. Do I really want it to be where the level was? Probably not, because I like pheasants. But I would like to see it stabilized. See, I think... Because I don't want to just continue to hit the bottom of the valley. You'll hate me this for this a little bit. But, I mean, first of all, uh, a lot of the reason that pheasants dropped, though yes, turkeys did come in, we also got to understand a lot of pheasant drop came from mass farming in the state of Nebraska, just exploding. I mean... Don't get me wrong. There was lots of farming back in the sixties and seventies. They didn't use the chemicals they use now. Yeah, they don't. They didn't use some of the things. And farmers also now, you could probably chime in on this with your farming experience. They try and get every inch that they can. Oh, for sure. And like a lot of your pheasants are in those grasses around. Biggest thing is a pheasant cannot live on a pile of corn. Yeah. They need weed seed. Mm -hmm. It's just. Where, whereas herbicides we're spraying now, there's no weeds in the fields. Yeah, which is where you know turkeys differ. I mean, they can they can last on that. They also eat more grasses than pheasants do. Elon so I feel like they also travel a lot more. They, yes, and they can travel a further distance because of their size. I mean, a fall turkey's 
home range is three or four miles. Like it's it's pretty big. And even some spring turkeys, as I saw this year, that whole valley and those turkeys are in yeah, and out. And like so whereas a pheasant, his area may be fifty hundred acres, maybe, depending on what he's got in his surrounding. Yeah. But so yeah, turkeys explode and now the state is trying to do that's why I fall back on the predators because the state has done everything they possibly can to try and get pheasants to come back. And I, just like we're kind of talking about with the turkeys, and I guess we're in a tornado warning now. Interesting. Huh. It's not the first podcast that we've been on. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Have tornadoes around. Um, uh, talking about predators. So I, there's... Uh, I was going to go with, we're talking about this whole thing that you and me read, but really we never finished it. The premise of what he sent, what Hunter sent me was the game in parks is looking to lower bag limits for turkeys down to two and shorten the fall hunting seasons, which I've been saying for about four years now. Um, It really is something that I have been like, I've been steadily watching these populations decline I think people are overhunting. I think non-residents view this as a state that is really easy to get into. It's really cost-effective to get into. And you get three permits with... If you, goodness gracious. And it's over the counter, too. It's, it's over the counter. You don't, you, yeah, you don't need to try very hard to get into it. The turkeys are easy to kill in this state as well. Like, don't get me wrong. We had a struggle some year for turkeys, but... Nope, Shay Shay had to come out of the bed down here because of the tornado. Nice. Oh, poor Shay Shay. <laughs> Don't. It's okay. This couch is real comfy. But, I can tell. It looks like you guys sleep on it all the time. <laughs> yeah. But so, just like they're wanting to do that with turkeys, I believe the same thing for pheasants. I think we should drop it from three to two. I think they should shut pheasant hunting off. I do. I I think we should shorten the season and cut it to two i don't like the idea of shutting it off because i do like the pheasant hunt yeah but we get so many i mean i probably doesn't seem like it to us because we're on the east side of the state but the west side of the state still gets a ton of non-resident hunters yeah. that come in and when you're there for four or five days you'll walk the entire day and you'll hunt until you shoot your bag limit and you know i'm not saying that like Oh, wow. They're really serious about this. Goodness gracious. It's already in. We put it inside. Yes. I'll, can you? Sorry, everybody. We got tornado sirens going off. Uh, the garage door is not closed, though. I won't, you guys want to pull your car closer? We could do that, too. And oh. If my oh. truck gets sucked up, it's going to get sucked in. It's fine. Um, but I think we should do that with pheasants too. And then I think, and you're starting to see some states do this. Georgia in particular is one that passed it this year to try and fight against a lot of people say it's habitat when it comes to turkeys. I think it's more habitat when it comes to your pheasant and your quail. I agree. But when it comes to turkeys, I, dude, I've seen turkeys live in some dumb areas yeah. and yeah. I've seen them also live in some perfect areas. I think it's mostly predators. And a lot of states are starting to move to where coons and possums, 
because they have no value anymore for fur, they're starting to move to them becoming a year-round like coyotes. Or you can so, shoot them. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but South Dakota put an incentivized package together for kids, for youth. Mm-hmm. They have actual like days that you go and drop off. Mm-hmm. And they give you like so many odd dollars per pheasants, so they're incentivizing yeah. youth to go out. I think that's great because not only like you getting youth out, but it incentivizes the youth to do that kind of trapping, which yeah. I think in a lot of ways is a lost art. Because what happened was is because those furs lost so much value, a lot of the adults just didn't want to spend the time on it because you're not yeah. making money off of it, and they're like, "Well, if we're not going to eat it, we're not going to kill it," and then. A lot of the next generation just never got into it because mm-hmm. they've never been, you know, brought into that. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a great thing. I think that's, I, if you look across the boards with coons, possums, um, I wouldn't say porcupines. We have some on the western side of the not state, but many. not that many. I've never seen one. I've seen a few out west, but I haven't seen any back this way. But especially like coons and possums, like, like, let's be honest, like, they not only kill, like, they go after everything. They mm-hmm. go after quail, they go after pheasants, they go after turkeys. Exactly. They even go after ducks. Yep. And a, that's one of Delta's big push in Canada is to kill coons mm-hmm. because they destroy everything. And, yeah, I agree. They I are just, the best nest rating animals. Yeah. And you... The big thing with all these species, a lot of people say kill all the coyotes, but the reality is coyotes go after poults more than they do nests. If a coyote finds a nest, it's a complete accident. Yeah. Whereas your coons are just straight up looking for nests because they can't chase down poults. They might occasionally catch one if they just get it off guard, but if you can get turkeys, quail, pheasants, all these species, even grouse, you throw them in there, if you can get them to the poult stage, they have a higher chance of survival. But it's getting them there. Yeah. I want to say the, it goes from state to state. I think Nebraska research has been showing that about 15 to 20% of nests make it. And it, some of it is abandonment, uh, but a good portion of it, in my opinion... And I, whether they see it properly or not, is uh, predators getting to nests. I, yep. I truly believe that. Yeah, I think that's a big. I think that's a big factor. I think that, you know, the harvest rates are they going to help that much? Yeah, they will to an extent. But you know, bringing back the idea of predators, you get to think that, you know, if you kill one turkey, it's one turkey. Might not make say you know, brood of six, but if you take a nest, which most hens, even if you kill a few toms, there's still going to be a tom in the area that ends up mm-hmm. breeding that. Yeah. And if you can have three hens that make, th- say, two of those three have natural or, like, have broods and it can be successful, I mean, there's 15 turkeys right well, there that come more, out of yeah. successful nesting. Heck, if a hen can get a nest to success, she usually ends up with 10 to 15. Yeah. So, really, if you can get it to where 40% of your hens are making it to getting their their eggs to poults, I mean, you're going to have numbers bounce back so fast. And it, it is fun, or it is cool to watch an area that 
has those success rates. Um, like, I mean, I know Dane really isn't about this a whole lot, but part of the reason I want to kill coons is so next spring <laughs> those hens can have more success. I think we should trap this fall. Trap? I mean, I, yeah, I want to do it. Go out, call for them. And call trap, for them. I, have you ever seen videos of people calling coons? Uh, I've seen a few videos of it. <laughs> I've tried it. I've never had any. But the, I, you know, to be honest, the uh, when I would think of killing coons, I'd be like, I'm saving a pheasant over. I would be. I see. Turkey, well, you know? it doesn't matter to me how you think. Like it. Okay, I, that sounded terrible. <laughs> it does matter to me what you think of it, but in the long run, it helps all of us. And like you want it for pheasants. I want it for pheasants too. Yes, they can go down and go kill those wood ducks as just as much as they would turkeys. I mean, less likely. Well, except for coons live in trees. Like, if the coon can find the nest in a tree, yeah, he's gonna eat those eggs. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of your wood ducks fit into holes that are about the size of like that. I mean, they just squish themselves into it. Okay. She said if we're in like straight pink, so if you guys want to pull your vehicles closer or anything, you probably should do it right now. I mean, they won't fit in the garage, will they? No. Yeah, mine's in the driveway already. Yeah, mine's not in the driveway. I might run out and grab it here in a minute. That's fine. Well, we could pause it and keep going. I mean, we're kind of, I'm not leaving here until <laughs> the tornado warning passes, so I don't have a problem. Keep going. Oh, that's. But oh. I didn't know that we were gonna get supposed to get a tornado. Well I didn't think it'd be this bad. I didn't either. I yeah. just thought we were supposed to get a little bit of rain, but I'm not surprised with such since we went from I was to say the humidity positives. went through the damn roof in the last two days, but it's been a menace. Oh gosh, it's been awful. But But back to what we were saying. I think incentivizing predator hunting, I think incentivizing um, less. I think. <laughs> I think le- less bag limit will help. But I, you know, I'm gonna be honest with you. Something that I really struggle with, and I think we talked about this in general, is like, I feel like our game and parks struggle is to have enough cash to maintain a lot of our public lands. Mm-hmm. And there's something that, like, I don't want to squash people's opportunity, but Nebraska really just needs to get it in his head to up the out-of-state uh, funds. Talk about another the, thing the I've licenses. been preaching for years when we have people who flood into Iowa. And, I mean, a, to, to hunt a turkey, first of all, to draw. Yeah. But to hunt a turkey in the state of Iowa, you're $250 deep for a turkey. Yeah. Like, I don't get me wrong, I would do it because, shocker, they have a very limited bag limits non-residents flood to it and pay whatever they offer and they still have tons of turkeys like i i was well i think there's a happy medium i don't think you have to wreck somebody's world to try to get them to turkey but like nebraska is just like every every you know if you go to whatever wildlife site and you say turkey hunting where should i go it's going to be nebraska top one population is good diverse subspecies Easy over the counter. Yeah, and it's so easy. You can pick up in a weekend, plan it, 
hit an Airbnb, go home for a weekend. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And I'm fine with that. But I think that if our population is dropping 45%, this is what I would say. I would at least double the license amount and the amount. I think the bag limit for out-of-state hunters should be only one. If you want to do over-the-counter, that's fine. But one, and it's going to be a lot more expensive, not only for the out-of-state license, but also for the tag. I have a feeling another thing that will probably end up happening is we will end up going... We will end up turning into Kansas. Kansas has gone to four or five units. And we used, back in the 80s, Nebraska used to be three units, I believe. And I I think we will end up either going back to that three units or potentially even more to try and kind of take pressure off of some other areas. Because there's still a lot of turkeys on the west side of the state. There's even some turkey, a lot of turkeys up in the north along the South Dakota-Nebraska border in the Niobrara area. But the east in particular, of course, it's the most populated portion of the state, is really, really starting to struggle. I mean, I'll tell you what, most turkeys I've seen in one area is on Dane's property. Nobody knows. Yeah, well, ain't nobody else turkey. Well, that's why I remember that day where Snokey's hunting. He's like, dude, you need to talk to Dane. Well, he, he told <laughs> the first thing. One of the first things he told me was, "Yeah, this fall, my buddy saw the flock. And it was he quit counting at ninety two or something like that." Yeah, and I was I was That's like, "No, you're fine." And I I haven't heard of a number that high for turkeys in an area in well, six or seven years. The whole time we were hunting down there, how many turkey hunters did we see? Dude, there's no. I don't think anybody yeah. else turkey hunted no down in that area. Hunts down there. Like, I'm, I, I'm not just talking the square mile. I'm yeah, the whole, 15 square miles in that area. Yeah, I didn't see anyone to or from. Well, I think everybody to say, but a lot of people out there they've road hunt. Well, <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> <but> <laughs> they don't actually like I mean, spring turkey hunt. But even then, Saturday Sunday mornings we didn't hardly see anyone driving. Around. Yeah, I mean it's not like rifle season. That's, yeah, but it's crazy down there. 10 road hunters every hour down there hard pass yeah yeah i would i your area i'm gonna be honest i would i you wouldn't catch me out there during right. rifle I, that's season. why i quit rifle hunting i mean it's not even worth it yeah i would muzzle see, i would muzzle load run i see i public land hunt so i watch so much crazy stuff yeah, during I, rifle dude, season I, you couldn't you couldn't pay me to go to eastern side of the state public land with a rifle you wouldn't like you could you could walk up to me and say here's two hundred fifty bucks. I wouldn't do it. Even I really I, even if I took you two miles back where I know nobody's at. Yeah, really, I mm. wouldn't do it. I mean, I don't blame you. I've been on public or I've been on private land that I had really no interest on doing just because of the craziness in the state. Yeah, if somebody wants to, people do. do I don't put them down. That's great, but not me. You talk about an area where I think the state really drops the ball in making sure we make money, and that's our deer hunting. Yeah, I agree. Like, even, uh, I hate saying that I wish resident prices would go up, but, I mean, you can get a deer tag in this state for mm, 35 bucks or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, which really isn't horrible, so. I, I mean, I hate to, you know, I realize, like, 
I get it, and I get it trying to keep prices, like, cheaper and affordable, but they're just, like, at some point, they really got to decide on, like... Quality versus... Quality over quantity, Mm -hmm. and, like, they also, like, at at some point, they're going to have to decide that we're going to have to try to slow down non-resident hunting, and the best way to do that is up pricing and de-incentivize hunters coming here, and, like... I'm not trying to make I'm not trying to sit make it sound like exorbitant but like I went down to we went down to Arkansas and would we end up paying like 200 bucks for everything yeah. I'm gonna do it mm-hmm. I'm still gonna if I want to yeah, go that was, bad I'm gonna do it yeah like I well it's because everybody talks about it and the yeah. reason is because is because everybody talks about it and you think quality hunting now it wasn't that great but like, when you go, th- like, we were thinking, like, we're going to kill some ducks. This is quality hunting. This is our trip. Perfect. Mm-hmm. When you go on a vacation to Mexico for a week, what are you willing to pay? Yeah. Usually, it, like, really cheap crap, a 1000 or you could go as high as three grand, right? Now, I'm not, ma- I'm not saying, like, be that expensive, but, like, come on. People, like, this is not, this is not, like, the 70s and 80s where people are, you know, still working their butts off to make it so they can do stuff like this people have money and they're no. they're gonna go do what they want to do now granted is it like is it gonna get a little harder to pay for things this next year absolutely i agree oh, we sit and complain about gas and prices of food and everything but i can tell you one thing that's still gonna happen on my end i'm still gonna go yeah i just will you know have a little less money like i won't be able to buy as many toys for the season (laughs) oh oh sounds like we're gonna die in a tornado (laughs) so if this podcast doesn't come out (laughs) we talked about turkey hunting but we We died a lot of wind and screaming (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's go ahead and finish this podcast off yeah, and we could start another one because we don't have anything else going on. Game, everyday game. game. I don't know what else yeah, we're going to talk uh, about, but yeah. we'll figure it out. Well, I uh, appreciate everybody. I hope we don't die. Thanks for listening. If this is our last uh, podcast, because we died. It was real. It was a good chat. We had a good time. We had some moonshine. We talked turkeys. All right, good night.